Hello. Hello. Um, hello and welcome to another episode of Monsters May Vary. So this is a late episode and I apologize on behalf of myself and my co-hosts. We've talked before about how life happens sometimes and life totally decided that we weren't going to be working on the timeline that we desired. So Life kicked us in the butt <laughs> and then, you know, bent us over and had, had our way, had its way with us. It's not been a good week for any of us, really. So um, as you can probably tell, my voice sounds funky. I get it. And I'm not going to make you listen to it for an hour. I decided that a great thing to do last Thursday was tear apart and vacuum all my fans. Well, I'm basically allergic to the world. So I was annoyed with the heat and not thinking properly and went ahead and did it without allergy meds and inhalers. Well, the dust killed my sinuses and I couldn't find my meds. And then it turned into sinusitis and laryngitis. So here we are. <laughs> and you all probably noticed that we don't have our our third host with us today. Um, she's taking a hiatus uh, for her mental health. Um, for those of you who battle mental health, you know how much of a struggle that can be at times. So we are wishing her the best in a quick recovery. So basically, we're just going to do a quick little episode to kind of keep us going till the next one. And hopefully we can do it on time next time and have more of an episode for you guys. But mental health and health comes first. So sometimes this kind of stuff happens. And Corey's been being worked to death. So the sad part just... is, is I'm a store manager. But I have a fancy little book called A Spirit Encyclopedia. And I found a few things that I was going to talk about that might be a little interesting. Um, now, you might remember an episode where I talked about an evil spirit called the Dybbuk. And to recap, in Jewish tradition, souls that are deemed wicked or committed grievous sins after death, they can't enter into paradise and hell doesn't even want them. So they really have no place for them to go. So evil angels won't allow them to have peace or rest. They're constantly lashing them with fiery whips and driving them all over the earth. Sometimes they hatch an escape plan, and they are successful and jump into the nearest object or living being. They can jump into any living being, such as dogs, cats, cows, goats, whatever. But the host sometimes is not big enough to handle a Dybbuk spirit, so it's not a great fit. So the host can actually die from this, leaving the Dybbuk exposed to the evil angels yet again. So they really need to find that human host. They don't really care about human life, and they jump into hosts like they're upgrading plane seats on an airplane, and it's never a good outcome. On a side note, <clears throat> most Dybbuk spirits are males, and most of their victims are young women. They tend to try to stay secretive and speak through the mouths of their hosts, silently taking over. Some stay under the radar this way and truly take on the life of the host. So they must be very careful not to have any slip-ups. Others decide, instead of staying under the radar, that they want to make demands and wreak havoc around them. They can be exercised very carefully. 
If the Dybbuk isn't cooperative, it can and will kill its host. Certain people can exercise them safely, but not just anyone should try it, kind of like your standard demon possession that we've talked about. You kind of just want to leave it to the professionals. In the case of the Dybbuk in Jewish traditions, this is generally a shamanic, sham, how do you say that, Corey? Shamanic or shamanic? Sham, shama, shamanic? We'll go with that. But anyway, you need a shamanic rabbi. rabbi. And <laughs> most exorcists are also uniformly male. They can negotiate a better afterlife for the Dybbuk, such as shortening the time they have to stay with the evil angels, or they can arrange for expiration of crimes and sins, working their way towards the Dybbuk getting into paradise. Sometimes the Dybbuk can resist several exorcism attempts. They may make demands and believe that they cannot be forced to leave at all. The Dybbuk is typically forced out of the body by the nail under the big toe because this causes the least amount of damage to the host. And we've basically, we've had an episode about like the Dybbuk box and stuff like that. So I'm not going to go too much further into that, but I just kind of wanted to give a little background because what I found in the spirit encyclopedia was actually kind of different. I've never heard of it, but it's basically an anti-Dybbuk and it's called an Ibur, Ibur, I-B-U-R. And it, that word basically means impregnation. So basically, oh. they, <laughs> yeah, it gets fun. No, these ones aren't actually bad. I mean, I guess if you want, well, I don't think anybody actually wants to be possessed except people that follow this because apparently it's a good thing. Um, but basically, they impregnate your soul with theirs. And like I said, it's considered to be a good thing. However, I don't think I'd want anything possessing me at any other, any given time. Like, no, just no, stay out of my body. Keep to your own. Um, and Ibir is an anti-dibic. It's the opposite. The spirit was great during their humanity. They were actually um, very high knowledge, wisdom people, and this is basically considered a positive spirit possessing. They attach to a person with nothing but good intent. They temporarily fuse their souls with the living person and make them as one. They can bestow their power onto their living host, usually to make furthering spiritual progress and potential. They can benefit the host and the society as a whole and their wisdom with their wisdom and their goodness. They are careful when choosing their hosts because they don't want just anybody. They actually have to be somebody that's deserving, somebody that's good and, you know, can do good things. These people have demonstrated spiritual insight, power, potential, basically all around good people. And it's considered to be an honor to be possessed by an abuser. And those possessed are considered, considered to be blessed. They are considered... Um, some of these Ibiers are considered to be like spirit guides or masters of ascension. They operate from within and give the human their knowledge, their capacity to learn, and sometimes even supernatural powers. So I guess it's a possession that you'd actually want if you wanted these sort of things. I really don't know, though. 
And that kind of makes me wonder since they view these as good spirits and it's good to have them if you can actually get rid of them. I like mean, if for with, some with reason any like, spirit you can get rid of it. It's just the willpower and the the want to do it. Um I mean it, it sounds like an abur is more of like uh an entity that's gonna be there to help someone in like a time that they need it. Um so the person who is possessed by the abur might not want it as gone. Um, and that would make it much harder to actually expel. Right. So. I mean, they seem pretty good for the people that they inhibit. Right. So. Yeah, no, it it would depend on what the person would like. Um, If the person who they are inhabiting is actually, um, you know, want it gone, and a bird probably would leave, whereas, um, you know, the other one, the uh, Debuk, Debuk, however the heck you say that, they are going to fight tooth and nail to not be expelled. Well, and that's something I didn't quite realize about the Dybbuk either until I started reading this book, um, that they were basically followed around and tortured. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I I guess I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I would want to find a place to hide, too. Um, I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, essentially, you know, people who do evil things in this world you know, get made to do evil things afterwards, but also are being tortured all at the same time. Right. There's a lot of um, different belief systems out there that believe that even as a, you know, when an evil spirit has, um, you know, done the job that it's been sent to do to hurt somebody, they're still being tortured and are always trying to find different ways to stop um, stop the torture. So they'll try to hide out um, in our world, and that's where you get a lot of um, a lot of situations like uh, you know, someone's house, you know, something bad happening to this these people. Then all of a sudden, there's a just a presence of you know, an evil thing there, you know, might be hide, you know, feeling like it's hiding or something. And then always a constant presence of something else that's even more evil, just kind of rummaging around the house. Right. What really kind of scares me about that though, is like, say it's running and it sees your dog in the yard. It doesn't kill your dog right away, but it comes around your family. It's constantly looking for the best, like, Right. It could jump at any time. It's in your house now. It's seeing everybody. They can see like who would be easiest to take over, and mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a kind lot, of sad a lot that of you missed a this. lot of evil spirits will will do that. They will inhabit something that, as some people would say, is a, a lesser being, like a dog, a cat, a bird, um, a lizard. 
Um, and then they will wear that animal down until they find a host strong enough to, you know, be another hide, be an even better hiding spot. And then they'll jump to that one. And usually when they jump, usually it ends up, you know, really injuring the, um, the previous host. Um, so, it, you know, if it inhabits a really old dog and it jumps out of that dog, it very easily could kill that dog. Oh, animals, I'm pretty sure if it gets in, it's just going to kill them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it could probably survive in an animal for maybe a day, maybe less. It depends on uh, what kind of animal it is. A lot of it depends on the amount of, uh, you know, life force that the animal has. You know, if it's a, you know, two day old kitten, it might last, you know, a couple hours in it. Whereas (laughs) if it's a, you know, healthy, um, you know, middle of its age, uh, you know, big old St. Bernard, it's going to have a lot more life force. It could last a few weeks up in that, um, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm just noticing, though, um, a lot of these, they say that these evil entities are generally male and they want a strong host, but usually choose to jump into a young female. So the Dybbuk actually was in a movie. It's called The Box. And I think I talked about that too. But it was a little girl. It was trying to inhabit. So Mm -hmm. does that mean emotionally little girls maybe that's why they are so attitudinal? Very much so. Um, There is a lot of... uh, and. I'm a man, and I will flat out admit, women are emotionally and mentally stronger than any man is. Um, and even to a point, physically stronger. I mean, I, there's no way in hell I could push a kid out my, my, no. Um, and, and that's where <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, where it says, you know, uh, ghosts try to inhabit women more. It's because they see you know, hey, that's a strong, strong mental person. I'll be able to actually get in there. They play with their emotions more. They can manipulate the emotions of women a little bit stronger just because they are, women are much like very emotional people. Um, You talked about how a lot of quote unquote exorcists are men. Um, that goes back to when we last talked about all the demon stuff. And I was talking about how um, there's two ways to get rid of them, you know, an external and an internal, an internal battle is going to take, you know, physical and mental strength. External battles are going to take a lot more physical strength, you know? So that's where that physical strength that a man possesses makes it a little bit easier to fight off a demon or a evil spirit and help um, vanquish so to speak, this entity. Um, But that's why they do go after young women is because they are so emotional. They can manipulate those emotions and, you know, make it easier to get into their mind and their soul and embody them. Um, Whereas safer option anyway, because, okay, I'm a woman. This is going to sound offensive, but since I'm a woman, I don't feel like it's very offensive. 
But as women, like you said, the emotional factor, we have switches. They can get flipped at any given time. Absolutely. Really, if a spirit were to possess a woman, it would take longer for people to find out because women naturally go through such highs and lows. Yep. Like it it would be the perfect hiding spot. And and that is a perfect way to look at it as well. Um, you know, it, it, but that's why they go for, as you see in the movie, the exorcist, it, it could have went for the mom, but instead it goes for this young girl. It's because the fact that they are so easily to emotionally manipulate um, because they're not used to their body having these emotions yet. And, you know, being at that flip of a switch, whereas, a woman, she's a little more in tune, you know, a grown woman like yourself is more in tune with your body. You know, okay, I know why that flip just switched because this, this, and this just happened. However, this, I don't know why this flip just switched, this switch just flipped. Um, what the hell's going on? And you can ask more questions. Whereas a little kid, you know, people like, you know, oh, well, that's just because you're t- growing into a woman. You're, you know, your emotions are going to be different. Uh, they don't see that like that. Um, whereas, you know, all growing up, you know, young boys are taught, oh, you know, you don't cry, you don't cry, you don't cry. So then if there's an emotional peak and this, you know, little boy who has been possessed is crying and begging for help, people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. That's not usual. What's going on here? Um, and they're, they can... That's why you don't see a lot of young boys get possessed. <clears throat> you see it. Don't get me wrong. But it's because they're, you know, and it's a stigma, unfortunately, in, in our world nowadays that men and boys, they aren't supposed to cry. They aren't supposed to ask for help. Um, and that's why we're, when it comes to a lot of mental health, you see a lot of men suffer and take their own lives because they don't know how to express and ask for help. Um, it is. I've seen too many friends take their own life because of this whole stigma, but that stigma is pl- uh, played on when it comes to evil spirits and everything. Cause then as men get older and we start, you know, having all these, you know, different emotions. Now we're even more of a bigger target for an evil entity because now boom, these people are trained not to ask for help when they're feeling all this emotion and they're just starting to go through this. Now this is going to be an easier and a stronger entity that I can take and possess. Right. Sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there. (laughs) Oh, no, you're good. You're good. (laughs) But like back to the exorcist and the Dybbuk box, they're all like prepubescent girls. So they've got just enough innocence that they don't quite know that's optimal age. Like if you look into these, it's always like anywhere mm-hmm. between maybe the age of what, like eight and 11 age. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I've encountered um, in readings and stuff. Yeah. It's between the age of eight and like usually 15. Um because between those ages, your body is changing and your body is, you know, morphing and you're dealing with all these un unknown and 
emotional things and then add to it that was a lot of the age group where a lot of you know unfortunately um sexual trauma happens in young girls and that can be played on even more by evil entities well and it's these same aged girls and stuff usually that bring about possessions like um poltergeist and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's generally the same age range so actually Caroline, <laughs> i don't know i'm just finding it's more and more scary to be a girl I don't envy you all at all. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, when I when I found out how babies were actually brought into this world, I went, nope, I am so glad I have a penis. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but then, got- you know, the more I did research on all this paranormal stuff and mm-hmm. all the that stuff, and I'm like, you know, I'm really glad I didn't grow up a girl because, holy balls. Everything is after us right on earth and the paranormal realm you know whatever women (laughs) (laughs) but anyway guys um like i said we just wanted to do a short little check-in with you and let you know we didn't fall off the planet we are still planning on doing these um not this week but next week we'll have another one for you as regular scheduled um just some things happen and take care of yourselves. If you're ever feeling any sort of way that's not right, get help. It's perfectly fine. Doesn't make you any less of a person telling you right now, the best thing you could do is ask for help. Yeah. Don't let it get bad enough. Guys, I, I, I served in the United States Marine Corps. I was raised kind of how everyone else was, you know, you don't show emotion. Um, 2019, I hospitalized myself three different times for depression, anxiety, and disadaptation disorder to get help. Um, I was at the point where I was ready to just walk away from everything, just drive off into the sunset and just live in the hills as a hermit or take my own life at times. Um, It was a really, really dark time for me. And I finally realized that I needed help and getting help was the best thing I could have done. It's um, changed my life for the better completely. And in that time, in that year, I, I witnessed so many friends that, um, I met in these places that took their own lives because, you know, they, they were there for the wrong reasons or, you know, they just, they were too far gone. They see, they saw it help too late or they, you know, surrounded themselves by the wrong people. If, if you have, Friends, if you have family that are sitting there telling you when you're telling them that you want want to hurt yourself and they're telling you, oh, you're fine, just suck it up. Those aren't the people you want to surround yourselves with. Um, the people who truly care about you, the people who truly love you, they're going to you know, encourage you to get help if you're in that state of mind. And they're going to be there for you. They're going to drop whatever they have to and whatever they can to, to help you. Um, so life happens and can throw you curveballs all the time, but know that there are people out there that truly care about you and that, that are there to help. And even if it's not you, if you have a family member that you're noticing is becoming withdrawn or they start giving things away, I mean, look for the signs. 
And I'm not going to bore you with all the details and stuff, but mental health is a big thing right now. So hopefully next week we will all be back. And until then, take care of yourselves. Bye, guys.